Good evening, everybody, and welcome here to the Sports Talk Network, and specifically here to Steve's Wrestling Ramble. If you do predict what was Crown, or not what was, but what will be Crown Jewel 2023 edition, will be actually tomorrow afternoon here in the United States. Um, the review is being done in Saudi Arabia. I really say it's interesting, you know, having a, for having these pay per views, you know, where they are, special start times, all that. Um, I mean, what is it, the tenure contract that they have? So, uh, you know, doing things like that and, and making sure that, I don't know, other places get shows. I know I've been talking about England and otherwise getting WrestleManias and and all that. That's certainly um, interesting in its own right. But... Before we move forward and start predicting what is to be Crown Jewel, again, going to be a busy Saturday afternoon for, for me and many of the WWE Universe watching the show and, and enjoying it for what it'll be. Uh, let's, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's say hello to our guest for the guest for the evening. Guest for the evening. Um, also a fellow Packer fan who will be on the on my football, sh- football show talking Packers with Steve. Uh, this upcoming week, heading into week number 10, uh, previewing the, or, uh, going over the Rams game, going into the Steelers game, all that. But here, we're going to be talking about uh, Crown Jewel. So let's um, invite Emily and uh, welcome her to the show. Um, find her on Twitter and social media. Um, and uh, we're talking about the Packers, talk, talk about anything else um, on her mind there on, on her accounts. But uh, let's welcome her to the show. She is available. Um, Emily, how are you doing? Are you there? I think I might start a little bit earlier without her. But once she's able to join us, um, she would jump on and, and say hello. And uh, we'll move forward from there. So I look forward to seeing how, uh, or looking forward to hearing her thoughts in regards to the pay-per-view, regards to other things. Um, and of course, you know, all that. Before for WWE, a lot of interesting things going on. Um, with my acquisitions and otherwise, um, I'm already there. Um, but yeah, we're live. So I guess I'll just uh, move forward here, wait until she is able to come back to her phone or computer. 
Um, but I was one that was delayed a little bit, um, being busy and whatnot. Smack is on right now, anyways. Um, I understand the inconvenience there in a sense. Um, but definitely got to have her on the show, talk about wrestling. Heck, we'd love to have her as a co host. I'm always looking for one in regards to uh, this wrestling show, but uh, we'll see when she's available, if she is. We'll go from there. Hey. Hey there. Hi, Stevie. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about the delays and all that, but things going on around here. But, you know, we're heading into Crown Jewel. You know, there's a show that's going to be uh, happening uh, in Saudi Arabia, afternoon start time here in America and all that. I did already share that you'll be on the other show, on the football show, talking to the Packers next week. But for right now, we're talking WWE, and there's a lot of things going on in WWE. They have the merger, you know, and, and they're now they're the TKO group and uh, working with UFC and, and, and all that. But even before, you know, we get into – WB getting into getting into the actual pay per view itself. My very first question to you is about you. You know, in regards to your WB experience, what would you say being your your starting point? You know, what made you become and want to be a fan of pro wrestling and specifically world wrestling entertainment? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. It's really exciting to have a conversation with you. Um, I've been a fan of the WWE and what used to be the WWF for many years. Um, it happens to go back when I was in grade school, probably around third or fourth grade. My best friend at the time, her name is Emma. So you had Emma and Emily, you know, uh, two troublemakers. But you we spent a lot of time together and Emma had two older brothers. And I'd like to go to her after school some days, hurt her mind, but going to her house, um, her brothers often had uh, WWE or F shows on, and we kind of would watch with them, and you kind of would give a laugh, and, but I always just took interest, because, you know, for me, you know, I'm kind of born and raised Packer fan, right, so I love sports, I love the athleticism, and, you know, at that time, I was just watching playing soccer, you know, into, into all of that. Um, but I really got into the WWF and, you know, everything Vince McMahon was building at the time. So, you know, growing up with that um, kind of kept my hand on the pulse of it as I grew older. Um, you know, just especially, you know, it wasn't at the forefront of my interest, but it was always there uh, for me getting into um, my favorite time of of the industry, if you will, the Attitude Era, is when mm-hmm. I really fell in love with, with wrestling, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Just the whole theatrics behind it, you know, and the different groups feuding with each other, and every week, you know, who, what I came to know is, you know, who's the heel, and who is everyone rooting for? You know, it's a whole soap opera in itself, but there's so much... Um, you know, there's so much challenge and um, just the, the feuding and the sheer talent behind everything that I came to love. Um, so for me, that's what I really, really love to do. 
um, was really watching it every week. So here we are now. I mean, things have ebbed and flowed. And what I really love to do is, you know, keep my pulse on, especially the pay-per-views growing up. I mean, my friends and I would watch, you know, Monday Night Raws, Friday Night Smackdowns and whatnot. But here I am today, you know, keeping an eye on what's going on. Now it's across the world. And here we are looking at, you know, Crown Jewel being in Saudi Arabia, having in a, you know, few short hours and tomorrow. Yeah, it sounds like we're in the same era, you know, because to me, you know, I started being a WWE fan in 1990, 1996, yeah. when I was eight and whatever. So I was born in 1988. So, you know, and for me, it was me and my best friend, um, Tyler, and us, um, I guess you can say doing the backyard wrestling, but not to the point of like actual backyard wrestling. Like you see, quote unquote, federations or whatever people do. We didn't, we didn't go that extreme, but we did you know, play wrestle and whatnot. I guess the extreme we use is sometimes, um, sometimes, you know, trash cans or stop signs we had saw around or whatever. So we did a little like hardcore matches. I used to have the old WWF wing eagle belt, toy belt, kids toy belt, and it got ripped up. So we just made it into the hardcore title. So beyond it, the actual hardcore title being a thing, we just created one ourselves um, from what we had. Anyways, so, the Attitude Era, so that's near and dear in my heart. As a kid, being scared of Kane and The Undertaker, um, and freaking me out, but but I love them. Um, but enjoying Stone Cold and The Rock, you know, and just the different types of, and what I love most about the Attitude Era and about that era in, in that time period was that, to me, it seemed whether you were a jobber or you were top bill on the card, everybody had their place and the whole show flowed greatly where I think that's a little bit different from 2007 on and that that distinction there's more of a variance you know of, of more of a um, of a divide and it's unfortunate but it is what it is um but no just just sharing that to let you know um beyond what the listeners already do know about myself is you know growing up in that era the Monday Night Wars WCW um and and all that but you know now in 2023 uh, WWE being what it is today now we have the crown jewel you know it's been a it's been going for a couple of years now crown jewel having the show in saudi arabia so when it first came up before the first ever show in saudi arabia called crown jewel what are your thoughts on the idea then do you think it was smart do you think it was a good business decision for vince mcmahon and the wwe to be working with a country like saudi arabia that Politically has its own issues, mm -hmm. but to be but to do that, uh, having WWE and Saudi Arabia linked together, um, what were your thoughts there uh, when Crown Jewel became an idea, let alone what it is today? Absolutely. I mean, I think there's pros and cons to any type of business move like that. But from my my stance, I believe when you're taking something of this caliber and you're trying to grow the product, um, taking it to an international level where you're not necessarily playing things safely um, is a power move. Um, and I think it's really interesting because they're hitting on a whole nother dynamic to try to grow um, this production, if you will, onto a much larger scale. You're attracting different clientele of people. Um, and I think any type of exposure in this sense is a positive.
Um, and it's really exciting to see them take this overseas, if you will, into a whole other dimension. Um, again, this isn't their first rodeo there, but um, the repetition of saying, hey, we're willing to put this into um, other people's eyes and in different time zones. And, you know, there's so much um, to grow within that caliber of this product. And I think it's a great thing. Um, and I think it's definitely another jumping point in a platform they can continue to grow from. Before, again, before we head into the chronicle predictions, just to ask, in your opinion, do you have a, a favorite current, favorite all-time in regards to wrestlers? You don't have to really have to have a list, but at least whatever you would say, your favorites of, of a current roster, let alone all-time favorite for you personally. Um, I mean, currently, it's been, you know, ever since the girls with the shield. So I go back a couple of years when I got really into watching, <laughs> watching WWE with a couple of people very close to me. Um, this was when Dan O'Brien, the whole yes movement and all of that. You know, I loved Dan O'Brien at the time, but I'm just a huge Roman Reigns fan. Um, big fan of the shield, you know, Dean Ambrose. You know, Seth Rollins, right before everything went haywire, I thought they were a whole bunch of badasses. But Roman Reigns really carries um, the company a lot. And I think both who he is as a wrestler, his sheer talent, um, his aura, if you will, I'm a huge fan of his. I just think I can't name anything really wrong with him. I mean, he can, Evan Flo changed his character, but he's such an awesome dude and sheer talent. Um, but I do, I do love the heels, things like that. You know, I just there's so many, so many different wrestlers. But my old standbys, I mean, I'm through and through, huge on the rock. I can't, can ignore it, man. I just a massive, massive fan of the rock. Um, but it's between him and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love Stone Cold since day one. <laughs> <laughs> just his antics, his no BS. The way he handled the mic, the way he antagonizes people, um, everything, all of that. And if I had to go way further back, man, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, the classics. I mean, every era I have someone that I love. But for now, love Rollins, um, or Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, too. Mm -hmm. Fun to see them go back and forth. I love the heels. But, uh, yeah, The Rock and Stone Cold, man. I Stone Cold's probably one of my all-time favorites. You see him just running down the ramp and yeah, going Steve after Austin. someone. It's my favorite. <laughs> and all those, yeah, videos you can see on Twitter in regards to like Austin and whatnot, you know, and or or his stuff used for um a lot of things. Like they, you know, what I mean, like you know, he's highly popular. He's awesome. I think one of the segments I remember the most that I enjoyed, like when Stone Cold was. Uh, was a CEO one day, so he was in, he was in Greenwich in the headquarters, and that was kind of funny. Him in the office and and messing uh, around with the intern and all that and the suits and all. And so that's so that segment, you know, Austin, you know, he can beyond being a badass, he also had the comedy to do a segment, a full length, I'm sure, multi set segment, um, you know, there in Greenwich. For me, back in the day, I would go with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper and Hogan the 80s for the 1980s um then for our generation i would probably say for me number one will always and forever be uh the undertaker uh with yeah. the rock um and then current day 
probably Randall Keith Orton, um, and then also Gunther. I'm really enjoying Gunther um, from what he was to what he is today, long as we're in the Intercontinental Champion and all that, you know, how WWE's making him a star. I would say those would be my my favorite. Um, if we're going to talk about the women's division, I would say that my all-time favorite in the women's division uh, would be Trish Stratus. Um, and then second would be Stacey Keebler. Um, and then currently, I would say um, Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair. Because um, you're not going to have, at least in, in my opinion, in my own opinion, you're not going to have a, a top females list without Charlotte Flair. Um, so um, having those two. So, um, you know, for yourself, you know, uh, being a woman of wrestling and enjoying WWE, uh, what are your thoughts on the women's division in WWE, and um, who do you who do you have eyes on that you think can that either is a star or can become one? Sure, I mean, I think the sheer explosiveness of the women's division I've been keeping an eye on, and as a woman myself, it is so awesome to see the growth and sheer talent and badassery that is happening and has been happening. Um, since day one, big Trish Stratus fan, big time, big time. Um, but in today's day and age, you can't mess around with Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte Flair is it. She is through and through talent beyond talent and just recklessly awesome. Um, that being said, I am also a huge Bianca Belair fan. Mm, yes. I love everything she stands for. Um, she's just a joy to watch. I think she's someone that's on the cusp of exploding. She's already getting there, and it's really fun to watch. Um, and I'm also a big Ray Ripley fan. I think no. it's so fun seeing someone that's brooding and kind of has a little little dark side to her, but you know, is fearless. And I heard the Dom Dom dynamic. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's going very well. It's yeah, it's awesome to see what she's doing. Yeah, and it's also interesting, and I'm and I'm sure. You probably understand it more so you know as a as a as a was a girl woman fan of wwe from what the women's vision was back in our day back in the times mm -hmm. um highly over sexualized and you know the types of matches that was that i still can see you know in the video games of the past mm -hmm. um and all that we don't need to go into it deeply but you know i think that seeing that difference for me as a male um as much as that time, I'm sure I did enjoy it. But from then to now, taking a lot more seriously, the women's revolution and evolution. They had the women's only pay the women's only pay-per-view once. I hopefully they do that again. Um, you know, and, and that I think Sasha Banks and others headlined then at that time. But I guess again, one last time, one last question before we head into the predictions. What are your thoughts on that specifically? What was the women's division being over-sexualized and being of that nature, Playboy in the Playboy era, to now of actual respect and the women main eventing pay-per-views and, and being the marquee over sometimes over the men's matches um, and all that that's changed since the 90s? Sure. I mean, I think it's so long overdue. I mean, things like this take time. Um, I think it took way too long for um, the women's division to be taken seriously. 
Um, that being said, yes, it went from something that I feel was more of a fluff product, and that's really unfortunate, something that was more of a filler, um, the highly over-sexualized kind of a gimmick in itself, where it was more of a distraction. People aren't looking at these wrestlers who are putting themselves physically and mentally um, and in the limelight out there. And instead now, you know, they're rightfully demanding that respect that they're not just owed, but they rightly deserve. Um, again, this is not just a circus of running out there. This is a hardcore sport and, you know, they're there to um, take what's, what it's worth. And I love how it's developed. Granted, I think it took way too long, but looking to see, you know, from even the Bella twins saying, you know, we're out here, you're here to respect us. And, you know, at that cusp of time, you know, several years ago where they're bringing people in and some of these other women and they're getting their own storylines and it's the budding thing. You know, I, I was watching intently at that point and I said, damn right they deserve the attention because this is no joke. I mean, these women can wrestle and mm -hmm. they can you know gather everyone's attention and not just for the superficial reasons. They're out there to really make a name for themselves so it's great to see the impact they're having and they're really shaping again, I think, the audience behind WWE as a whole and AEW and everything. Because you're going to have now little kids, if they're girls, boys, whoever, saying, wow, look at what they're doing. I can do that. I think it's opened many doors. And there's much more impact and um, a deeper meaning to all of it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's been a great ride in regards to the women's division, the, the change in evolution. I was talking about earlier, um, get more respect, being main events. Um, especially like the first time they had that main event uh, at WrestleMania and, and seeing the documentary behind that uh, for the women specifically in that match. Um, you know, there still are women that come from the modeling industry and all that that, that are signed to WWE, but it's not as many as it was back in the day, right? It's, um, you know, more pure athletes and, and they really earn, earn their stripe in that regard and, and are great um, athletes uh, beyond just beautiful women. So, it's great to see that that, um, that the mindset has changed in, in most of the WWE fans, not all, but most, um, and that the women's division is able to grow and keep growing because nothing is ever, you know, never nothing should be stagnant, uh, but ever still growing and still growing um, and be able to just keep on blossoming with the superstars that they have. I mean, WWE just added Jade Cargill uh, to the roster. So, you know, one more there <laughs> that they're already making a star with the, vignettes in the backstage and all the other stuff that they've already been doing so <laughs> if you're ready let's uh, jump into wwe crown jewel 2023 we'll start from the bottom and go to the top first off we have here we have Sami Zayn versus jd madonna uh in the kickoff match here for crown jewel um i'm surprised they were gonna have a kickoff match but what are your thoughts on, on, on this match on this feud and who do you have in the w I mean, I'm just going off kind of her current reputations and names. I think JD has a lot to prove, but so does he. Um, I've been a fan of Sam Jesus for a while. I think he still needs a little push to get over. So 
in my opinion, I think that means he's going to be put on, put over in this match. Um, I don't think it's going to be that complicated of a match between the two, um, especially knowing the Zayn had such a connection with you know, Kevin Owens back in the day. So, you know, he has kind of that reputation and um, I think he needs a little bit more of a boost to get an additional storyline and things going. So, in two cents, um, go for Sammy. How about you? Yeah, I'm going with Sami Zayn as well. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying the Judgment Day. I can see why some people are are over it, but hey, you know, things long-term working. That's what we wanted, right? We didn't want hot shots. We didn't want uh, hotpotting the titles. You know, all that. So the Judgment, the Judgment Day being in a sense like the Shield in a way, and and how their their growth and, and becoming great even after you know the part of kicking out Edge, which was planned along. It just happened actually a little bit earlier than planned, at least from Edge's point of view, um, and. Um, and him giving his thoughts on that, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, I really, I've been very, very impressed with Dominic Mysterio, you know, the, the son of Ray Mysterio, and and from where he started, you know, obviously as a face and, and and working with his dad. Like I didn't know if he was gonna be able to make it. Like I was worried this is gonna be like a Reed Flair thing, you know, as his own. But he's really been able to turn it since he's been a heel, right? So it seems like the heel work has changed people's opinion of the most. So, a lot of superstars to even include your fave, Roman Reigns. You know, face, yeah, he was cheered and all that, the shield, and, and but then WWE was stuffing him down our throat, as some fans said, and then they turned him heel, and now we really don't care about care that much, at least, and his long reign. So I'm enjoying Dominic. Here in this match, I'm going with Sami Zayn. It's a kickoff match. Uh, Judgment Day will probably get involved, but I see Sami being, being able to just to get it done, could maybe Cody. Uh, and others may come down to help him. Either way, I got Sammy for the win. Moving forward, we have the WWE Women's Championship match. We have EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. We're talking about Bianca earlier, of course. Um, I'll go first here for this this title match. Again, this crown jewel. I don't see too many titles actually changing hands overall, but especially here, you know, I have EO Sky uh, remaining the champion. I really think that the next person to have a big shot to take her title. Probably be Kyrie same if she comes back, whatever that is. Uh, but for right now, Io, you know, she does it. She deserves it. She earns it. She's doing well as a champion so far. So I'm going with Io Sky to, to defeat Bianca and retain her title. Um, uh, what say you? How do you see this women's title match going? I think this is a good matchup. Um, really, I feel like Belair's trending upward with where she needs to go. But I think there's a stronger place for Io to maintain for what she's doing. Um, just because, you know, I think now's not the time for Belair to snag that championship back. Um, I think maybe there needs to be a little bit more um, disconnect and a little bit more drama before she really gets agitated enough to take out her again or maybe some other women rightfully declare what she thinks is hers. So I think they're going to try to keep um, this newfound little um, crazy going, if you will, between the two. So I think Sky, Sky also um, I think in my in my opinion is going to retain. It's going to be a great match. Um, don't get me wrong. Again, I'm very partial to Bianca, but <laughs> I don't know if this is her time. If she does, you know, persevere 
I'll, I'll have at it, but I kind of think Sky is gonna gonna have the upper hand here. I also did hear. I don't know if it was yesterday, or the day before. Uh, Hulu, uh, Hulu announced uh, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair's new TV show in February. So that's gonna I be pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 their own eight couple beyond Miz and Maurice. Um, and then they get to have their own show is actually going to be going to be great because I enjoy. I don't know if you ever seen um, Bianca's YouTube channel, but in the past years ago, while they were dating, maybe even she still does now. Post um, of them just being a couple. You know, it's not nothing WWE related. It's just them and their life. Um, so then now transitions into a TV show as a married couple. I think it's going to be pretty cool for them. Really have enjoyed seeing them whether on camera or off interviews I've seen on YouTube or otherwise. That they've done together, you know they they look great and, and a great couple, uh, for sure. So I look forward to that. Uh, but moving forward here, <clears throat> excuse me, to the next match we got John Cena. Yes, John Cena. He is still in WWE in 2023 for now. Uh, John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. Uh, Emily, I'll let you go first here. Who, who do you have here? Do you have uh, C Nation getting the win here or, or Solo? Um, you know I'm all for the underdog. But I failed to mention one of my favorites. I mean, kind of funny. I, I recently we were doing some throwbacks, some of my followers and I on Twitter, and I brought up um, this day of, I mean, many, many years ago. I don't know if it was this day, but we were bringing up old SmackDown and Raw episodes. And when I used to live in Milwaukee, <laughs> it was a snowy day, and my friends and I got tickets to live Monday Night Raw and decided to go and I got to see one of my favorites. I mean, he's electric in person. It's John Cena. And I actually had a sign that I made out of makeshift cardboard. Oh, really? wow. me signed. I'll have to dig it up. I did recently post this, so I'll, I'm sure I can find it. Yeah, um, no, it's... I'm a huge Cena backer. I see there's no way they're not going to... Um, you know, there's no way that he doesn't hit the edge in this match. Um, you know, the ongoing story, you know, he hasn't won a singles match in a while. You're used to seeing him either pop out of the blue or do something with his group. Um, I don't know how many Royal Rumbles I've watched where I just end up cheering for him because it's way too much fun. Um, but I'd like to see that, you know, he's a showcase item. Let him come out and do his thing. It's not going to be anything surprising, but it's going to do the trick to um, kind of keep the crowd going, but it's going to kind of elevate his reputation, at least here we are again in 2023. It's going to still be mildly the year of Cena. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go with John Cena as well. Um, No, that's pretty cool. Um, They're being in Milwaukee. Um, I'm here in central Wisconsin, or in Wisconsin all my life, central Wisconsin now. Um, but I have family in the Brookfield area, um, on yeah. southern Wisconsin. But anyways, um, last time I've been in an arena in Milwaukee was when I was at what was then the new Pfizer Forum uh, for a Bucks game in 2019. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so, but anyways, you know, going with John Cena um, here with my stuff. The next match. This is going to be easy for me to, to, to cheer for, to predict, and all that. Cody Rose, my number one guy. Uh, I mean, just as much as I talked about Randy Orton and, and Gunter, uh, Cody's just on another level 
to me. Um, it was great when he came back a year ago and hearing that theme song for the very first time stuck in my head and, and, I, and I love it. And I was on my playlist uh, to pump me up if I need to randomly, uh, Cody's theme. Um, it's it's amazing. I know, yeah, he had an AEW, but I don't watch AEW. So, um, but but hearing Cody's music for the first time at WrestleMania, because at first I'm like, who the heck is this? And and I know I was remember hearing oh, rumors about Cody, but I don't know this music. This ain't um, any of his past stuff. So I'm like, and then I saw him. I'm like, oh, okay, you got new music. Cool. Um, but no, I'm going Cody over Damian Priest. Um, simple as that. Um, he will finish. I I always hope he'll finish the story at WrestleMania. I uh, guess Roman for right now here specifically, I'm going with Damian Priest. But what say you, Emily? Your thoughts here with Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, going up against Mr. Money in the Bank, Senor Money in the Bank, Damian P. Priest. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate and I'm going Priest. I think you know he's got his status as Money in the Bank winner. Um, I'm not sure if that's elevation enough for him to. Um, Dealt his revenge just yet on Cody Rhodes, but I sure as heck think it'd be entertaining enough to see him at least attempt to dominate. So I'm going kind of the black sheep here, and I'm gonna say Damian Priest is gonna kind of take the rug out underneath Cody Rhodes' feet. Well, I, I respect that for sure. You know, it could go either way. Uh, moving forward, United States Championship match, we have Rey Mysterio. Versus Logan Paul. I've actually enjoyed Logan Paul's run here in WWE since he signed. I don't know what to expect of it, but um, what I expect to happen tomorrow afternoon at whatever time, specifically it happens, I expect to see Logan Paul as the new United States champion. Um, come heck or high water. Um, but that's my official prediction. I'm going with Logan Paul for Rey Mysterio for, for the win, become the new U.S. champion. Who knows? We can see Dom Dom. Uh, be a part of this, probably not, but you never know. Um, but officially, I'm going with Logan. Uh, Emily, what say you? What is your thoughts, Ben? Since Logan has joined WWE and how he's been doing, and who do you have winning this U.S. title match or United States title match? Sure. Well, for me, you know, I am a Rey Mysterio backer. Um, but that being said, there's there's so much to see here and dissect. Um, both our talents, I feel, that are there to be reckoned with. And this is an interesting enough big-time match where I feel a lot's on the line. But, um, you know, I'm kind of leaning, leaning at the Logan Paul route, too. I think he's going to be out for blood. Um, he's proven. He's definitely more of a natural. And he's athletic enough where he's not just a novelty act. He's there to prove himself. And I think when you have that kind of X factor on your side, it's going to lead to a victory. And I'm here to see it. So I'm going to take Paul to win the title in this match. Oh, you're on mute. Sorry, I can't hear you. Stevie, you're on mute. 
Yeah, sorry, I was forgetting I was prepping something else. Anyways, um, no, no, Logan Paul, I think it's going to be good if he does win the title because it's going to get a lot of good press for WWE. Um, have him on the top shows and all that. That's what I was talking about. Um, and now moving forward to the women's world title match, second women's match here to, for tomorrow afternoon, uh, by tomorrow night there in Saudi Arabia. We have uh, the Fatal Five way. We have Rhea Ripley, the champion, going going up against the returning Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Starks, and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, Emily, I'll let you go first here. Who you have winning here and why? Okay. First of all, I think it's pretty pretty epic that they have five women, especially five women with the stature going against themselves. It's really interesting. It's going to be a battle of who gets the most momentum. Um, in this sense, I'm really excited because I think Nia Jax has it in her to win. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know between the feuds, between all of them. I don't have that much faith in Raquel. I wish I did because I think there's a lot of a lot of um, potential with mm-hmm. what she's capable of. I don't think on this face. Um, but you know, I think the rain within this match is gonna go through Rhea. I mean, I don't see her going down with a massive fight, but it's definitely gonna be interesting because Zoe Stark's gonna be, in my case, one of the women to watch. But that being said, I think Ray is going to take it. What do you think? Yeah, I think playing simple, Ray is going to retain. And to be quite honest, who's going to take the pinball? Probably Naya. Um, you know, get a big win for Ray on that regard. Get pinning Naya, even with maybe somebody else doing a finisher to Naya and her just uh, doing the uh, heel move of, of picking up the, you know, getting the, you know, for doing somebody else's work after somebody else's work. My point is, Ray winning, beating Naya, whether she does it herself with a feat of strength with her finishing move. Or otherwise, um, but Rhea Ripley to, to retain. You know, we were talking about Jay Cargill a little bit briefly, just bringing her up. You know, maybe this where they're going with her, and they, they got any, you know, any different ways. You know, Becky Lynch losing the NXT Women's Title. Um, it could have been that. You know, the start off for Jade, but she might be coming right to the main roster. So that's the case. Um, you know, Rhea Neo probably more so. Rhea would be a better feud for her, in my opinion. Uh, but for this match specifically, I am going with Rhea Ripley. Uh, moving forward, we're going to go to the World Heavyweight Championship match. We have Seth Rollins facing off against Drew McIntyre. I'll go first here. Um, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins to retain. Um, not so much really else to say about that. I don't know exactly if Drew's going to be staying in WWE much longer. Um, and even if he is, um, I still see Seth having a nice long title reign. So I'm going to go with Seth. Uh, but Emily, what say you here in this World Title match? I mean, yeah, the whole drama with Judgment Day, he's got pretty much drama following these two all the time <laughs> anyway. So I think, you know, Rollins has done a good job, you know, as the first champion since WWE had the title going. Um, but, you know, McIntyre, I would love just to see him kind of take the throne here and go over Rollins a little bit. Maybe a little bit more of a villain arc. I'd like to see him get a little mean and aggressive in this match. Um, as much as I want Rollins to win, I think uh, I'm going to give it to Drew. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I don't know. In regards to Drew McIntyre, I don't know really exactly to put my finger on where they're 
whether you're going to want to go with him moving forward, whether he's going to stay or not. Uh, but specifically, you know, the Judgment Day and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyways, moving to the main event, or the presumable main event of the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match with Roman Reigns facing off against L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. Um, you know, his rise in popularity, it is what it is. I don't hate the guy. I just don't. Not as much of a fan as others, but I do respect it. Um, but here, we're going to go with Roman Reigns for the win. And, hey, it works. You have LA Knight. He's uh, become popular organically with the fans, not just force-fed to make it to have Roman actually face somebody, right? Uh, they'd be scrambling, in a way, wondering who should face Roman here at Crown Jewel or at all, heading on to the road to WrestleMania because I do think he'll have the title. Till then, whether it is Cody or somebody else to win the title or The Rock. Um, but either way, um, here for Crown Jewel, I'm going with Roman Reigns defeating LA Knight in a pretty good match. LA Knight will, will do well and uh, in a way be become a made man in regards to uh, top their talent. And hopefully that stays for him for a while. But um, I'm going with Roman to retain. Um, so Emily, what say you here for the main event with LA Knight versus Roman? I, for one, am very excited because... Anytime Roman's taking center stage, you have my full attention. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, this is a good one because the storyline really is evolving. Um, you know, with you know, I'm trying to follow his arc here. And, you know, with him not set for another match until, what, the next Royal Rumble, I think, you know, he, you know, his presence ebbs and flows, but there's more stake with him needing to retain. And, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's obvious, but at the same time, I, there's no way he's going to lose the title. I would be baffled if Knight sweeps in and takes it from him. Um, there's just too big of a story with Reigns and the bloodline. There's too much going on here. You know, it would be foolish for Roman to give this thought, or give this match a loss. His, his out of his hands because it's totally in his hands. Um, the fo- I think the focus is still going to be on him, and it's going to pave the way for you know a lot of future victories moving forward in the next big matches to come. It's interesting to see where they can move forward in regards to Roman Reigns, in regards to the Bloodline, which is much Judgment Day being a big thing uh, with that group. But something going to be an interesting crown jewel, uh, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Look forward to. Seeing how that goes down, of course, I'll be live tweeting at the Ramble underscore WB um, during the show tomorrow afternoon as much as I can. Uh, do a quick review at some point tomorrow when I can with everything going on here. Um, yeah. And um, then next week, of course, doing my deep dive uh, review for the pay-per-view. Um, and as I say, they go through each and every week here, you know, on my own story, the Cody, uh, but a different one regardless of looking for my co-host. Um, you know, for those out there anyway, that, um, you know, you don't have to be a WWE fan. Being a wrestling fan is a plus. Um, if you're available, um, to be part of a show, uh, let me know. And, uh, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to, to have somebody or a group of people. Um, I was very blessed to find AJ to be my host for the NFL show, talking package with Steve, um, uh, the start of the season. So it's great to have AJ, a college student from Florida. Um, so just looking for a co-host for here. For the ramble, uh, because for right now it's just only doing pay per views and, and going from there. Before you leave, Emily, welcome to let people know where they can where they can find you. And any other last yeah. words before we go? 
Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to spread the word for you. I think this is an awesome uh, endeavor. It's great connecting with you and talking all about Crown Jewel, and I'm sure things to come. Um, again, I absolutely love connecting, talking about WWE. I'm really looking forward to this match tomorrow. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to um, stream it or be um, as much up to date as I can because I will be in um, Zumba dance training all day at the Orlando Convention Center. But that being said, it's um, part of my training is with the um, Olympia Fitness event that's going on this weekend. And the um, honorary ambassador of the event um, is none other than Dave Batista. So I'm no. really hoping at some point Dave. maybe I cross paths with him. I don't know. But uh, hey, that'd be cool, be yeah. a great event, and I'm really excited that he's been chosen to represent everything. And I'm excited to be there, but whenever I get a break, I'll be loving to tune in, see what you guys are all tweeting about, and how these matches unfold. Definitely, definitely. Certainly, she'll be, uh, she'll be a, a fun show, and I look forward, uh, like I said, to, to be talking about the pay-per-view and, and heading into – Everything that goes down and can't go down. Of course, Cody Rhodes, my bro here, uh, with his news we go. Hope everybody has a great rest of your evening. Enjoy Crown Jewel. And above all else, as always, take care. All right, take care. Good chat. Have a good one.